Moses was not a perfect man, but he was a man of great faith and conviction. In this, the 36th edition of Sound Teaching, we're going to examine the life and legacy of Moses and see what we can learn from this great man. Moses was a great man of faith, and we owe him a great deal for his example of faithfulness as recorded in Scripture. The Hebrew writer commended Moses because of that example of faith in Hebrews chapter 11, beginning in verse 23 and going through verse 29. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child, and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians, attempting to do so, were drowned. Now, very obviously from that passage we can see that the lawgiver indeed was a man of conviction and faith. However, there was one time in his life where he exhibited a lack of faithfulness. And for this, he was greatly penalized. The occasion is recorded in the book of Numbers, chapter 20, and verses 7 through 12. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the rod, you and your brother Aaron, gather the assembly together. Speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will yield its water. Thus you shall bring water for them out of the rock, and give drink to the congregation and their animals. So Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him, and Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock. And he said to them, Here now, you rebels, must we bring water for you out of this rock? Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod, and water came out abundantly, and the congregation and their animals drank. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, because you did not believe me, to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore, you shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. Very simply, in the text, Moses disobeyed God. What he did was not of faith. Remember, Romans 10:17 tells us that faith comes by hearing the word of God. And because of this, he displeased God. God said to speak to the rock. But Moses struck it instead. Now what may seem to be an insignificant thing to us greatly displeased God and cost Moses entrance into the promised land of Canaan. The consequences of Moses' action teaches us a very important lesson in a most emphatic fashion. We must obey God to the very letter. Small, seemingly insignificant departures from God's instructions are not insignificant to God at all. Do you want to know why using an instrument of music and worship is wrong? Well, simply, it's because God has instructed Christians to sing. Do you want to know the consequences of disregarding God's instruction in this matter? Well, look to Moses. 
And I pray that we will never be cavalier about departures from God's written instructions to us. And Moses' example teaches us two other things that are important to note here. First, we need to hold fast our conviction. One wise man once said, The true measure of a man is the height of his ideals, the breadth of his sympathy, the depth of his convictions, and the length of his patience. Steadfastness and perseverance are the keys to gaining the reward. Paul stated in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 21, Test all things and hold fast what is good. Later in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 15, Paul wrote, Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you were taught, whether by word or our epistle. We must always be open to the truth of God's word, and once we are convinced of that truth, we must defend our convictions with all our strength. Truth and her adherents have nothing to fear from controversy and examination. And then secondly, when we lead others, we must be sure we lead them in the pathways of truth. Elders, preachers, and teachers have tremendous responsibilities. James wrote in his epistle in chapter 3 and verse 1, My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. If as a false teacher any man leads others astray by the preaching of a perverted gospel, he brings a curse and damnation upon himself, as Paul revealed in Galatians chapter 1. Now, except for this one occasion, we can say that Moses was a great leader of God's people. He was great because he followed God and he led others in the same path. Now, if we will abide in faith, we too can lead others to Christ. There is a text in Hebrews chapter 12 and verses 1 and 2 which indicate that we have many great examples such as Moses which should spur us on to even greater lives ourselves, lives of faith. In that text we read, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Thanks for listening to this edition of Sound Teaching. The Sound Teaching broadcast is brought to you by the West Side Church of Christ in Fort Worth, Texas. My name is Stan Cox, and I am the evangelist for this family of Christians. For more information about our congregation, or to find much more material for your private study, please visit our website at soundteaching.org. That's soundteaching.org. Until next time, we pray God's blessings upon you.